1: And the best part? You can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's p-h-i-l-o dot tv slash p-o-p-p-o-d-s to get 50% off your first month.
0: Hey guys, December 2015. It's the holiday season. It's the year-end season. What I'm going to do on today's episode is Replay the most recent episode of Metal Raps with Mitch Joel, Mitch LaFon, and myself, where we talk about some of our favorite releases from 2015. I may actually do a, another year end special, at least one more. I'm thinking I'm, I haven't even reached out to him yet, but I'm going to reach out to Joey from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast, see if he wants to come back on like he did last year to discuss the greatest releases of 2015. Uh, All right, so holiday season is upon us. Use those links off of TalkingMetal.com to link you over to Amazon to make all your holiday purchases. Thanks, guys. And here's the most recent edition of Metal Wraps. If you like Metal Wraps, I I try to, as most of you know, uh, put them out over this feed. Sometimes I miss an episode, depending on what's uh, going on with my Talking Metal interview schedule. But if you like talking, uh, or I'm sorry, if you like metal raps, it would be of great help if you subscribe to it on iTunes and also left a review for metal raps on iTunes. And of course, we like reviews for talking metal too. So there you go. And here's the most recent episode of metal raps. Scott Whalen, rest in peace.
1: Well, hey there, and welcome to episode number twenty-four of Metal Raps. My name is Mitch Joel, and as always, we are joined by Talking Metals, Mark Striegel. Mark, how's it going? Good. How you doing, Mitch? Great, and of course, we are with Mitch Lafon from One on One with Mitch Lafon. Mitch,
2: of course. there's not enough Mitches in this conversation. In fact, I think it should be called the Mitch Lafon One on One Mitch Lafon Podcast. Just more Mitch.
1: I think we should just have Mark legally change his name to Mitch Striegel. I think that would be the... Yeah, he should sure just, he should just go
2: by an initial, B-M, and then people can just think it's Mitch. The 3M yeah, three 3M 3M. show, but 3M yeah. is an issue because that's yeah, also copyrighted. Start a festival, but. yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Isn't right, that festival
2: guys. named after us, the 3M? Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but here we are at the end of the year, and of course, as as every good, true broadcaster... Podcaster, writer, blogger, must do, we should talk about the year that has been and perhaps a little bit about the year that's coming forward. But we thought in the interest of time, we could look at the five albums that we thought really uh, rocked our worlds in 2015. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this. Like, I don't want to have each person rattle through their five, but let's start with what do you think the number one album was for you this year? I'm going to go any, meeny, miny, mo Mark Striegel. We,
2: we, We don't want to go backwards, by the way. Start with five and build up to our number one.
1: Ah, we could do that if you want okay, let's go backwards all right. mitch has spoken mark what go backwards what's number five for you
2: okay,
0: uh well, number five and and I wanted to to start off by saying, you know, I think all three of us listen to a lot of different kinds of music uh this list that I have come up with is. Not death metal, it's not hip hop, it's not uh, you know straight ahead rock. this is to me these are these are the greatest hard rock slash metal records. And when I say metal I you know more traditional, uh, metal in, you know, in the hard rock sense. So having said that, um,
1: you're justifying before you start. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not (laughs) going to go I'm
0: not going (laughs) to say Adele. I'm not even going to say failure. I'm not going to say tribulation, which is kind of like a more extreme metal band. I'm keeping this kind of geared towards our listeners. Uh, and, and it's the stuff I love the most too, you know, the the hard rock, the heavy metal stuff. So having said that, I'm going to go with number five, um, I'm going to go with a great band that I know Mitch Lafon likes to, Mustache. This is a band that, that continues to blow me away almost every year. These guys put out a record almost every year, and it is almost always awesome. And their record that came out this year, it was no exception. It's called Testosterone. I just minutes ago had a, a Talking Metal listener uh, email me or, or Face Me or whatever they do, message, message me on Facebook and say, how do you spell mustache? I can't find anything about that band you're always talking about. The spelling M-U-S-T-A-S-C-H, and again, the new record, which is, is quite good, Testosterone. That's my number five.
1: All right, number five, Mitch Lafon.
2: Yeah, uh, well, uh, first of all, I'll agree with Mark on that. It's not in my top five, Mustache, Testosterone, Made My, honorable mentions as did Joel Hoekstra's 13 and Queensryche Condition Human and stuff. But my number five, uh, I'm just going to go with a band that I've always enjoyed. And I think they've actually made an album that is a great return to form for them. It mixes the best of hysteria with slang and adrenalized. It is Def Leppard called Def Leppard. Uh, Mm. I just think that's an enjoyable album. It's, it is. Yeah. You know, uh, it
0: really is. I just got it on CD and, uh, a good the songwriting is just incredible it's 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 a really good listen and you know i think you hear stuff that's reminiscent to the old hysteria sound but there's also some stuff that reminded me like kind of glammy like you know t-rex sound at at times oh yeah there
2: was there was some definite bowie and queen influence going on in there even you know that song man enough sounds a little bit like another one um Bites the dust. I was going to say another one rides the bus, but that's um, what you call it. That's, uh, weird <laughs> that's Al-Yankovic. a weird Al That's weird. That's weird Al yeah. Yankovic's uh, version of it. But uh, no, listen. Uh, you know, I, every day I go for a walk around the block and stuff, and, and I just find that that's a very nice album to have in the ears. It's 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 uplifting. It's it's fun. It puts a smile on my face and. You know, Def Leppard, like a lot of the other bands, you know, whether it's Kiss or whatever, have put out albums that are so "Mm -hmm," in the last few years. And this one, had it been released in 1989, probably would have had three top ten singles, big world tour. So hey, props to Def Leppard for having done something uh, really uh, worth listening to.
1: My number five, I'm gonna go with Iron Maiden, The Book of Souls. I think the band you know, they they sort of come and go with that sort of sound. Then they always stick to their sound. Then they go in places and change it up a little bit, add some stuff, take away other things. I thought Book of Souls was a, uh, a really strong Iron Maiden album. And I say that with a hint of surprise, because I was really – I I'd set the bar kind of low. I thought the band can just tour. I don't really need new music from them anymore. The legacy is the legacy. They've got enough. They can just go. And for me, the fact that they put in the effort – all things considered, when I say that, I mean, of course, Bruce Dickinson's health and things that were going on with his throat. I think uh, Book of Souls for me, number five, was a, an amazingly great record for 2015. If you like the Maiden, and I like the Maiden, I like I like the Air Raid Siren. I can't, I can't yeah. go wrong. Uh, let's switch to number four, Striegel. What do you got? Uh, number number four, and again,
0: I I don't know th- this if this truly qualifies as as metal it's definitely hard rock uh, you know it has a, a commercial element about it but it's just it's such a great album and he's he's this is a guy that's on Mitch's show a lot he's on my show a lot I I, I know him and I'm and honestly, I'm not just saying this because he's my friend, and and uh, I'm I'm saying this because this album is just incredible. It's called "Little Brother Is Watching," and it's by Bumblefoot. Uh, it, it just the the guitar playing aside, uh, his his singing and songwriting on this record is the best that it has ever been, and. Uh, I, I guess it's somewhat public knowledge. He, he did tell me that uh, when I was hanging out with him the other night that there's a number of songs on this record including the epic Argentina uh, which is one of the the highlights of the record for me that he wrote for Axel you know he, he and you know, nothing ever became of it with with guns, and so he just recorded his own version and put it out on this record. But such a great record! The title track, amazing, and Argentina, living the dream. So many great, great songs on this uh, this record, and I haven't heard many people talking about it. I was going to say, I feel awesome. like a
1: bad co-host because. I haven't even listened to that album, so I, I yeah. took a little note oh, down here excellent. to check it out for sure after the show. I'm going to yeah. do that. Mitch, yeah, what listen do you have? To,
0: listen to the first like three or four songs. It's just a really incredible listen.
1: Looking forward to it. Mitch, what do you have at number four?
2: I'm going to go with a band that is the future uh, of rock music in terms of dirty, gritty rock. Uh, out of Atlanta, They, if you go on YouTube, you can see them covering some Cheap Trick song and some Kiss songs and all kinds of stuff, but their album, Electric Blood by The Biters, um, great, great album. It, it really blends everything from the nineteen seventies together, whether it's Kiss or Cheap Trick or Aerosmith, just you know. And then it delivers it with a two thousand fifteen uh, oomph. It, it's just a great, great uh, debut album, by the way. And uh, The Biter's Electric Blood. So that's number four for me.
1: I'm loving this. We don't have a lot of crossover yet, so this is exciting for me. I'm making. I'm taking lists. I feel like Santa right now. Uh, <laughs> Number four for me, I'm going to, I can't, I feel like I'm the heavy guy. I like this. I'm going with Lama God, seven, uh, Sturm und Drang. Uh, obviously, just thrilled that these guys were able to pull it together and make something happen out of the chaos that became their lives, uh, their careers, and the big question marks that came after. Uh, an insanely strange and surreal story that I think really shook the, the metal world at its core. But this band, to me, you know, they're they're not young kids, and e- even as their music progresses, I really felt like Lamb of God was the heir apparent to the Metallica throne in terms of not the commerciality of it, but the sort of heaviness, like being at the pinnacle of heavy music. And to me, this album just was absolutely great love the music love the pounding of it and um a great soundtrack if you have to go to the dentist that's what i'll say about that right. uh let's let's shift over great to great record yeah great. I'm, I'm with you really yeah, good great stuff. album let's shift over to number three i'm gonna i'm gonna play some ping pong and throw it over to mitch lafon for number three.
2: Oh, there you go catching me off guard um i'm gonna go over to sweden for number three, for a band, I'm surprised that, it took so long. I know, I know. I've I've only got one Swedish band on the list, but a, a band that's gotten back together uh, with their guitarist Dragon, the Backyard Babies with Four by Four. There is just an incredible amount of cowbell on this album, <laughs> and uh, you can never go wrong with cowbell. In fact, more cowbell the better. So, Backyard Babies Four by Four, a band that I would certainly love to see in North America. Uh, Either playing festivals or, or playing some club shows, I I I just need to see this band and this album is great from top to, to bottom. There's not one throwaway song on it. Backyard Babies, Four by Four.
1: Mark Striegel, what do you got at number cool. three? Uh,
0: number three, I'm gonna go with Armored Saint. Win mm. hands down. Really, really strong record. Uh, surprised at, at really how great this record is. I've I've liked Armored Saint ever since the march of the saint record back in the day i remember i can still remember where i bought that for the first time when it came out but uh yeah these guys are, are such pros and and john bush who is now great singer a, yeah he's now become like this top voiceover artist and he makes probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year doing that he probably doesn't really need to even do any music anymore but he he he, he does and uh Wow, this this record is just awesome. Great stuff.
1: I love the choice because I'm such a huge fan of John Bush. What, even in the Anthrax days, I thought he was a great. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Inter- I mean, he, at the time, he wasn't even an interim singer. Everyone thought that that was the future of Anthrax. I just think an amazing. He did amazing like
0: singer. four records of them, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just that that Armored Saint stuff, I'm with you. Where I think Armored Saint was one of those bands where if you were into Metallica, Armored Saint was like the, the, the perfect partner for those records. If you wanted sort of something different and not exactly the same. Armored Sandwich is always there, delivering so consistently. Totally agree with you on that one. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with Ghost. Uh, and again, I don't even know how to pronounce this album. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody pronounce it right. I'm going to go with Meliora. Uh, but just the only word, when I think of Ghost, the only word I think of is quirky. I just think they're quirky in, in their visual presentation, in their live presentation, even just I think listening to the album in and of itself is a great experience. It's not the whole experience. You sort of need the whole package. But the fact that the album stands up on its own is so memorable. And the truth is, for me, when I think of Ghost, I'm just happy because it feels like something – exciting is happening in metal that it's not just um you know more of the same and let's hope the genre comes back but they're in that sort of quirky place where it's got this sort of 70 porn weird counterculture vibe to them so i'm going with ghost for my number three um let's shift to number two we're getting close to the end here number two what do you got Mitch fawn ah well again i'm going with
2: albums that i enjoyed that that made my walks better uh, the Scorpions return to forever. However, the deluxe edition with nineteen songs on it, um, the twelve-song version is just not enough. I just, I just loved this album. It, you know, it, it started off. The band was gonna go back through their vaults and put out a collection of demos and, and you know, have this sort of final demo thing. And then they thought, hey man, these songs are great. Let's just re-record them. Some of the songs date back from the Savage Amusement days and so on and so forth. Uh, they made a couple of new songs on top of that. I just think it's a fun, fun album. Um, and it put me on my my Scorpions kick for this year. I wasn't in the Scorpions mood for the last, you know, five years. And this one put me dead center. You're deep in the rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, deep in the rabbit hole on everything Scorpions. I spent my time on the uh, Discogs uh, website picking up all the different, you know, CD singles that I had never bought. And, and, and going to concerts. And yeah, yeah, no, th- this one reignited the passion for all things German and Scorpions.
1: In, in spirit of that choice, Mitch, I'm going to go back and, and and do some due diligence and listen to Savage Amusement which I probably haven't heard since the second week after it came out, so I'm going to go back for you and do that. It.
2: I get the uh, deluxe edition that just came out. It's great. I, I, we got to talk about those reissues at some point, too. They, they they did some great work on the eight Scorpions albums.
1: And If you don't believe anything we're saying, just follow Mitch on Facebook. You can see all his little pictures of all these cds that you just will want to own at one point uh mark what do you have
0: uh we are number two right um i'm gonna go with the book of souls by iron maiden for number two (sighs) just uh just a excellent listen i actually bought the crossover yeah, yeah exactly yeah i bought the uh the japan edition which i don't even know what the difference is but it came with a whole book and two cds and i just just this weekend, I was doing some driving. I listened to it, both CDs all the way through. Uh, you know, I would say every song except maybe one isn't awesome. I, it's it's such a, a great listen, and I think I hear different elements from Maiden's career in there. I hear like some songs that have real you know killers vibe, others that sound There's some more peace
1: like, of mind stuff in there. And, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> there also, is. it's a, it, it really is refreshing and. Kind of unexpected. I think you said that, Mitch, too. Uh, And one of the reasons for me it it was unexpected is because uh, Final Frontier was a good record, but it wasn't a great record. Um, And and The Book of Souls is a great record. Great record. Great great stuff. So nice to see these old men out there freaking delivering just potent
1: rock and roll. So love it too. My number two is going to go to, I, 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 you guys can debate whether it's metal or not. I think these guys are metal. Coheed and Cambria, The Color Before the Sun. Um, I know a lot of people who are deep fans of these this band and probably don't love this album as much as the other stuff. And I'm okay with that. I just felt that in the swath of music that came out in twenty fifteen, not only was this an underlooked album, and I think mostly because fans who love the band probably thought it was, you know, not as great as their other stuff, I just thought, you know, top to bottom Great, listen, fun, listen. Um, if you've never checked the band out, I do think it's a great introduction. It's different, it's not It's not what you think it might be. Um, but just a, an amazingly great album. And again, I, I even, so I don't even know if we're going to call it, would you, would you guys consider the metal? Like, I don't, I, 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 do, I would, but you know, like, yeah, I would, like.
0: More progressive. I mean, like alternative y. Yeah, know. like an alternative y thing. I mean, some of that earlier stuff even had like an emo vibe at, yeah. at times. But uh, I, I, definitely, they're one of those bands that's hard to pinpoint because you, you hear metal influences. Yeah, in totally. Them. You hear punk influences. You hear progressive rock influences. You hear emo influences. So, you know, much like, uh, and they don't sound anything like this, but much like a Black Veil Brides, where it's kind of hard to pinpoint what they yeah. actually are you know coheed and Cambria is a, a similar thing it's very hard to say what they are so if you want them to be metal then i would say they're metal <laughs> all
1: right <laughs> you know? i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna roll with that so I, I let's do i'm gonna do my little drum roll for number one i'm not a drummer more bass player number one mitch lafon what do you got
2: number one with a uh, bullet with a bullet can i can i give you a a a quick reissue and live album pick first and then get to number one or do we want to get straight to it
1: yeah let's go straight to it and then we can sort of go like an adjunct albums that that should have been mentioned or we like yeah
2: yeah i got a few honorable mentions all right my number one album for 2015 and by best i mean brought me the greatest joy it is the one the only american and uk band the black star Riders with the killer instinct yes the deluxe version, because it also has extra tracks. Uh, So Black Star Writers, The Killer Instinct. Uh, You know, they they did the right thing a couple of years ago by not calling themselves Thin Lizzy and recording these songs. They changed the name, it added a new credence to the whole thing, and it's just just a great, great album. I spent months walking up and down these streets over here with that in my uh, earbuds, and I could do it again uh, all of next summer. It's just that great of an album
0: totally yeah, unexpected songwriting Did- yeah the songwriting is just so incredible oh, that's great great pick great,
1: yeah, great. Uh, yeah it's impressive for me i didn't think you were gonna go there and you went there all right let's let's pass it over to you mark striegel what is your number one pick for 2015
0: uh i'm gonna go with the ghost record oh and yeah again, the pronunciation i always have Trouble with too with their all well, their records, but Meliora, I believe, uh, is how we're saying it here. It's but called yeah, melanoma, it's just, <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the record, you know, I and and a lot of people, uh, Mitch Mitch Lafon, you've said this, Eddie Trunk has said this, Carrie King has said this. They don't they don't get it or they don't like it, and can't and get behind it.
2: They can't. I cannot, <laughs> and,
0: and I I understand that because. It, it, You know, it, it is it is a different thing, you know, and I, I read somebody on Metal Sucks writing a, a editorial about that if they would just change their singer, which I thought was so absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, because if they just sing, change their singer, they would they would sound more like a normal metal band, you know, but this the the, the, the higher metal- Sebastian Bach. Yeah, the Beatlesque <laughs> vocals and and the songwriting and the they definitely have some alternative stuff that comes in there. These guys have have uh, come from all different types of music, but but I do believe that this is a metal record, uh, and, and I I, I think. I just couldn't stop playing it. I played it all year long. I love every single song on the record. I know the words to every single song and there, there aren't a lot of bands that do that make me feel this way anymore. I love going to see them live and seeing you know 15 year old Goth girls mixed with like you know 60 year old you know deep purple fans all together just just embracing this. it's it's a movement. These guys have a movement going and, and when I wear my shirts out, and my sweatshirt. Everywhere I go, I get people from all walks of life coming up to me and saying "ghost." And you feel like you're in this little club, the secret club. It's so true. No one else. And it the, is.
2: Uh, posters on your bedroom wall too?
0: And uh, not yet. I don't know if my wife will. <laughs> he puts that. them on
1: his kid's bedroom <laughs> wall just to scare them at night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. My.
0: Yeah. And and you know it, they have this Rosemary's Baby crazy satanic crazy. panic. From the you know late '60s early '70s vibe that gets thrown in there that makes it extra fun and this whole backstory, but all that aside, I th- I just think the music is absolutely incredible and uh, you know they stepped out without a real major producer this time. You know they didn't have um, Nick Ruskulanski or whatever that guy's name is or Dave Grohl producing them this time. They they stepped out kind of on their own and uh, had some guy, Klaus Allund or something, producing him, who I've never heard of. But he, they uh, did an excellent, excellent job with this new record and love these guys. Love these guys. Most exciting thing for me personally going on in rock uh, in years.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a big thing. I mean, look, I, I definitely dished my dirt on Ghost earlier as chosen for number three for me. I think that that's the thing that a lot of people don't get it, it it is one of those things where it, it almost took it almost takes a couple listens to understand that you got to dive in a little bit but when you do there's a quirkiness to it and i can tell you early days of hearing early early motley crew where it, and again it's it's hard to frame it now so many years later but there was something really off about them people thought they sucked and they could and if you got it you got it and you were in for me Hearing Ghost and hearing their albums really brings me back to that feeling of like there's almost something like weird about the fact that I liked Motley Crue when I liked Motley Crue. And I think that Ghost really. Manages to capture that for inside of me for sure. My number one was already mentioned earlier. Uh, my choice is Queen's Reich Condition Human. Uh, just been I've been talking about this album nonstop. You're probably sick of me talking about it on this show. Um, I just feel like I, I again complete shock. I just didn't think the band had it in them. I figured they're gonna go out there with their new singer who sounds exactly like Jeff Tate and just kill it with with great. You know, just sounding like early Queensryche, which is, I think, what a lot of people, including myself, wanted almost. But hearing Conditioned Human really just put me back in stream and, and actually... It sunk me down a huge rabbit hole where I was checking out all of the earlier music and I don't think there's been a year in my life where I've listened to Queen's Rage for Order more than this year specifically because of Conditioned Human and to me that was the direct lineage of um, of, of my my love for that band I mean I always loved Queen's Rage, but but Rage for Order just put me in a whole other crazy place and obviously Operation Mind Prime beyond that was was great as well but I, I thought Conditioned Human was by, by far and away for me the best rockin' album this year, which would mean that our our three number ones for this year would be Queensryche, Ghost, and Black Star Riders. And to be honest, if I were to look at those three, I'd say that's a pretty awesome slate of of hard music to check out if you have not spent time or enough time with those bands.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Queensryche, Condition Human, great, great record. One of the best of the year. Um, And uh, Rage for Order, just as a side note, would probably be in my top 10 album favorite albums of all time yeah, I'm of with any you. type of music i'm talking the beatles and you know you. prince and everything else any any type of music
1: yeah, i can cool. never ti- i never tire of that album It's
0: amazing. So good.
1: Never tired. So there were, you know, there were other albums. There were, there were some other things that were in our lives, maybe concerts, maybe moments. And I think I would feel empty if we just left on five albums. There, there's other things that have happened in the world. Um, I'll throw it to you, Mitch. What were like the sort of one or two things? It could be another album. It could be an extended, it could be live show, it could be an event. What were one or two things for you for 20, that made 2015 so, so awesomely heavy?
2: Well, you know, listen, I, I actually had prepared a top 15 list, so I have a lot of honorable mentions, but I'll, <laughs> I'll just I'll just throw out a few uh, that deserve mentioning. Uh, Joel Hoekstra, who's of course a guitarist with Whitesnake, had Joel Hoekstra's 13, Dying to Live. Uh, totally unexpected how great that was. If you listen to his other solo albums, they're sort of like these guitar doodle things, and this one's like a real band, and uh, great album right there. Uh, another band that came out of nowhere was Nilsson, believe it or not, with an album, Peace Out. Whoever thought that Nelson would be cool in 2015,
1: right? Did they say, did, wait, hold on a second, didn't they say this was the last album they were going to do, though?
2: Yeah, this was going to be their last one, but it's 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 a great return to form. Uh, I think a lot of us forgot about Revolution Saints that came out in January. I thought that was a fun...
1: I didn't. I had it on my list, but I I, I ditched it for obvious reasons. Right, exactly. Uh, you know. <laughs>
2: Um, I'll give you like three more and then I'll I'll, I'll give you my my favorite reissue and then we'll we'll move along. Uh, Bullet Boys, Elefante, another surprise. I just think my top five are that much better. Uh, Imperial State Electric with Honk Machine, uh, guys from the Helicopters, another great Swedish band. And then, of course, we have to mention Queensryche, Condition Human. Just, you know, the honorable mentions for me are all these albums where... We just didn't have any expectations. We went, oh yeah, Queensryche has a new album. Oh yeah, Joel's doing an album. And then they surprised the heck out of us with these really, really fantastic albums, right? So we'll do that. And then I'll finish with my favorite reissue. You know, every year we have deluxe reissues and remasters and this and that. Uh, Scorpions had eight albums come out in 2015, but the prize out of those ones, out of the, the eight albums, is Tokyo Tapes. Uh, they added a whole bunch of bonus tracks to them, and then a bonus DVD of the band live in 1979, pro shot, cleaned up, the whole kit and caboodle. It is just stunning to watch. I mean, that band in 79 is not what you knew from Rocky Like a Hurricane. This was a different band, and it's just a great performance. Uh, if you can't pick up all eight, start off with Tokyo Tapes, and of course, favorite festival, Heavy Montreal. you got to
1: throw that in there. So, so Mitch just destroyed my DF two, but Mark, keep it calm. <laughs>
0: yeah, um couple. Well for me, I mean, you know, uh, I just wanted to mention a couple other records real quickly. I mean, you guys mentioned Black Star Riders, The Killer Instinct, Queen's Right Condition Human. I love both those. They probably it was very hard for me not to put those in the top five, but. Uh, I didn't. They're definitely in my top 10. Symphony X had a great record out, Underworld. Uh, Mm, There there is a band called Fozzy who have a a record called um, uh, Do You Want to Start a War? And it actually came out in 2014. I didn't discover it until 2015. It is. If it would have come out this year, it would have been in my top five for sure because I listened to that record probably more than anything except after Ghost. Uh, Ghost I listened to more than anything, but that's probably second for what I listen to the most. And again, that's Fozzy, Do You Want to Start a War? It's from 2014, though. Um, Other honorable mentions, Andrew Watt, who played with Jason Bonham and Glenn Hughes, in california breed has a solo ep out which is just off the hook hard rock slash pop it's it's just great stuff ghost in my head for the greatest songs of the year on that ep um great guitar player great pop rock type of thing some of the guys from queens of the stone age helping him out on that um, yeah and art of anarchy we just lost scott Whalen. Uh, last week and it caused me to go back and revisit the album he did with Bumblefoot and a bunch of other guys called Art of Anarchy there was a lot of controversy when it came out because of uh, you know he
1: claimed he wasn't in the band (laughs) yeah yeah and
0: it was negative stuff but since he passed last week, I've been listening to that record like nonstop, and there is some great, great stuff on it. And if you're a fan of Bumblefoot, you're a fan of just good old straight-ahead hard rock, you're a fan of Scott Whalen, go go check this record out because it is really good. And I think some of the negativity may have overshadowed the the greatness of the record. Uh, and real quick, some of my favorite concerts of the year, Judas Priest with Mastodon, Great Double Bill, Def Leppard and Styx with Tesla was a, a – Great memory for me, ACDC, uh, Generation Kill with Bumblefoot and Daryl McDaniels jamming with them, and of course hanging out with you guys and seeing all the great music up at Heavy Montreal.
1: Yeah, so listen, I think we're you're going to see why the three of us enjoy spending time together talking about hard rock and heavy metal. Um, th- th- my two albums that sort of were right there, and I, was, I really was sort of battling with myself as we were hitting the record button was Slayer and Fear Factory. Um, you know, contentious albums for sure. I know people who are look, if you're a heavy fan of Slayer or Fear Factory, they can never do right after the legacy and I get that. But if you put that aside and just put them on as metal albums, Wow, Slayers Repentless and Fear Factories Genexus were just really, really great. And, and I think Mitch said, you know, really a band is able to keep up with the young kids. So I just love that. Um, again, two things that happened this year. You know, one is very fresh in my memory. Mark, you just spoke about that, which is just Scott Wh- Whelan passing away. Um, Tough, tough one for me. I mean, I have really strong memories of hearing the first album, second album, third albums, specifically and vivid moments of where I was, exact moments in time. And I, I was actually really touched, Mark, by what you posted on Facebook about where you were the first time you heard the band. I had a really right. similar, similar stories. Like I was at Foundations Form doing a lot of writing for, if you remember those, those that that whole space, Foundation Form and Concrete Management, yeah. doing stuff with them and and hearing that really before anybody was they were going to be doing some promotions with them and thinking wow this is like everything I was hoping for as a hard rock fan because it it was not the Seattle scene it was from Los Angeles it had something different it had a touch of of the hard rock stuff, but still a, t- a hint of what was new. And I just felt that there was something very magical there. And I've been a fan of that band for for, for a long, long, long time. And just being, it's always hard for me because I'm not somebody who really even drinks or does that dog, drugs or anything like that. And so just seeing that, that life go away, is just really, really tough. And I think it's going to be something on my brain for a long time. And then, yeah, I'll wrap up, I think everything in a very pretty bow as we head into the holiday season by saying that for sure, heavy Montreal, massive highlight for me not because of the music but because of the fact that the three of us got to hang out uh, talk uh, and just really enjoy music and, and to me it really brought me back to being younger where I thought it wasn't just about going to see a band and thinking whether it was cool or not but it was the experience of being amongst friends and peers and uh, it was just it's going to be very memorable for me and I don't know what we're going to do this year at Heavy Montreal but we're going to have to make, uh, make it count because the first one hanging out with, with, with all three of us was, was pretty amazing so definitely yeah, okay. yeah. agree Great, great time. Happy holidays to everybody. We love doing this. We'll be back really soon with Metal Raps number 25. And there you go. for here on out, uh, enjoy your holiday season. You can always find me on Twitter at Mitch Joel or check out my uh, bass playing podcast, which is available at notreble.com forward slash podcast. It's called Groove. Brand new episode just went live this week. And I think fans of this show will like this bass player because it's Stuart Ham, who is in and of himself an amazing bass player, but nice. well known for his work with Steve Vai, well known for his work with Joe Satriani, uh, Frank Gambali, and many others, and just an amazingly wicked bass player. Um, Mark, let people know where they can find you.
0: Yeah, uh, TalkingMetal.com is probably the best place, and in- there's links up there to all my social media and, and everything else. And, of course, we have all the Talking Metal podcasts, as well as uh, one-on-one with Mitch Lafon and, and Metal Raps. It's all right there on
1: TalkingMetal.com. Love it. Mitch.
2: There you go. You can find me on Twitter, at Mitch Lafon. And I'll just end on this. Uh, first of all, it was great hanging out with everybody at Heavy Montreal. But I want to see, in 2016, the David Lee Roth, Eat em and Smile 30th oh. Anniversary Tour with Steve I, Billy Sheehan, uh, Greg Bissonette, and all that, uh, there are rumors that they'll be doing five, six, seven shows. I hope it turns into a, you know, eighty-five date tour. So that, that's that's what I'm looking forward to going into two thousand. It would be 90's. amazing.
1: Yeah. Okay, so listen, I think the three of us agree that that is one of the greatest albums and bands in hard rock. For sure for me, love that tour. If it happens, heavy Montreal or not, we should find a way by hook yep. or crook to get the three of us in a venue at yep. one of those shows. Because yep. I, I can't imagine that com- that rolling through a town and me sitting in another city thinking uh, hopefully they'll come to mind that we might have to get very proactive on that tour. It's a date. Oh, it's yeah, a date. And it. listen, yeah.
2: if they're if they are offered to any promoter in Montreal, make them come. It's it's got to happen, but uh I think Yankee Rose is the greatest uh, Van Halen song they never recorded. I
1: agree. I just shy boy. I mean just that, that I could literally list that's one of my you know you talk about the 10 that's yeah. one of mine right there. For sure, that's one of my and ten. I deep love that cuts album.
0: on that too, like Ladies Night in Buffalo. Oh, it's it's so much so
1: fun. Good it's good. such a fun, short, quick, just killer album. We'd love to see that. Yep. All right, boys. Well, happy holidays to one and all, and we'll be back really soon with another episode of Metal Wraps.
2: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader: New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader.